which is important. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's just like you said, like again, back to the if it's not a commercial niche, it's all oh, I want. You know, I want high net worth. You know, or, you know, something that is not just you know your fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and they just don't know how to go after it. And it's just like literally like three or four key points of hey, they just need to have these things and send them the stuff, get their attention, and be ready. Yeah, yeah, be ready. So I think the other thing too is working with the carriers to develop that. So. A lot of agents are trying stuff and they haven't coordinated their effort with product and appetite. And so even if they get success, they're, yeah. they're, they come back all excited and then nobody wants to write it. So this is the one, being a health insurance guy, I'm just gonna stand on my soapbox for a second, but um, this is one thing that drives me nuts about PNC. You tell me, this is my guess, my guess though, but like the fact that like they still play the you need to give us X amount of business game before you're gonna have the privilege to write with us, like I feel like that's, those days are numbered, which that's just kind of my hunch, but. Yeah, so we flipped the script on that. So um, we come up with a new business goal with our model, and then we sit all our carriers down together in the same room on the same day, and we tell them what we're gonna write and, what, and how we need their support. Yeah. And then we meet with them quarterly then to start breaking up those goals by line of business, by product, whatever it might be, to do that. And by putting them all together, I think that's totally changed the dynamics. So the whole thing of just coming in here and strong arming, not at Zinc. It's like our new business goal on Zinc TV this year is 1.65 through marketing. We literally show our campaign spends by carrier to the carrier and then ask for money back on in return for it. Mm. Hey, we're going to spend $15,000 trying to grow your book by this much. Yeah. Um, we need $4,000 for these events and these pieces of things in order to do that. And we'll hold ourselves accountable and we'll report monthly both on the activity and the outcomes. And um, for us right now, that's been a frustrating reporting process. It's time consuming, but where we're going from a standpoint, that'll just be right now. So how do you get them all in the same room on the same day? That seems like a magic trick. It was a little weird at first. As a matter of fact, some companies refused to come the first time. Sounds about right. But um, some of those companies, and you know who you are, um, <laughs> They've come around because they've seen the performance piece of it, and they say that yeah. works. It's like, hey, like. Well, that, I mean, what drives me nuts is like they don't want every piece of business, anyways, right? No. Like, and and the more coordinated, I guess, we all are, the better chance we all have. Well, some days I felt like my number one job was convincing each carrier that they were my number one carrier. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing? Right. You're my yeah. best, and, and it's like. Let's just get past this and say, listen, you're an important part of our agency, so yeah. let's talk about how right. we can grow that piece of it. Right. Well, and again, that's, that's like, I've never operated in that environment, like, yeah. never caring about PNC. I just can't stand it, just personally, but I need to like it more. But um, it's just health insurance, it's just, we're just very mercenary, right? It's like, listen, you're going to get what you get, and they know yeah. that, and everyone's kind of cool with it, and we yeah. all go about our merry way. And uh, it's, I just, the whole appointment thing with PNC bugs me. It's like, listen, I'm going to bring you a well, piece of business and let's make it happen. We broadcast it. There's our carriers, right? Yeah. Those are our goals by carrier. So, no, how about that? so we're not, we're not hiding it. So if somebody comes in, they can see where they are. And, and we try to set those goals together in a meaningful yeah. way. So listen, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. Yeah. We want to do it with you. It should mean about this much to you and to us. And if there's more opportunity, let's talk about it. And then let's just hold each other accountable. Right. And by having everybody in the same room, nobody gets hurt feelings. Nobody feels like they're not getting this super secret meeting that the <laughs> other carrier is yeah. getting. And so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder where all that insecurity comes from. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I think it probably comes from just a lifetime of lack of performance amongst independent agents. I mean, independent agents don't do what they say they're going to do. They have the meeting and then don't do the thing. And then nobody can hold them accountable because they're independent. 
right. then the rep gets fired or moved <laughs> right. or whatever. And so <clears throat> you've just got all these non-performance issues that lead to these lack of trust issues, which lead to these really low accountable, poorly run meetings. And I'm just sick of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, my experience, and I don't know that I've, I mean, the world you describe here sounds like a fairy tale, so I might have to come hang out one of those days. Sure. Um, but, um, I mean, any marketing rep meeting that I've ever been in, it's like, hey, we got this, it's awesome. And then, you know, even, you know, my family, and just, they come out of that meeting, oh, we got to do this now. It's like, eh, hold on, just do we really? You know, it's <clears> like, because like, they're, just, they're just telling you what, like you said, they want yeah. versus what you're actually even capable of doing. Which is why it's important for us to figure out what we're capable of first. Yeah. So we sit down and tell the carriers all in the same room on the same day so everyone gets the same message. Listen, Zinc is going to grow 1650000 on our digital marketing platform this year. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it with everybody in this room. And you're all important. You're all our children. We love you all. Now how do we do it together? Yeah. <clears throat> so now what are some of the things they say to that? Like, they love it now. Yeah. Now it's now at our last one we hosted at the OIA, we had like, 25 people. There was a second row of the first row sitting there. They bring people from the carrier now. The marketing people come. I mean, it's like all this, it's turning into an event. I mean, we do t-shirts and hats for them and all that stuff. And we do a theme for the year. So this year's Be Atomic. And so we swag them out and Be Atomic gear. And so you get them on board. It's a sales job, right? I mean, yeah. we're trying to convince them that we're serious about it. And we're going to, and when we fail, we tell them. Yeah. yeah. We try. This is where we broke down. Like we really struggled last year in SBA. We committed to grow an SBA with our couple of our core carriers, and frankly, we didn't get it done. And we had to report back four times throughout the year that, hey, we're behind on this. Um, in some cases, it was us. We weren't getting enough at-bats. The marketing was not working on SBA like it was in personal lines. In other cases, it was them, too. There were some bad underwriting assignments, some choke points in process, and so we had to say, listen, we're not getting it done. Here's where we're accountable. Here's where you're messing up. Can you help us? Can you make a change? And I think coming to them that way really seemed to make a, a difference. We, we now have an underwriting shift with one of our carriers. They're like, you know what? You were kind of in a non-performing underwriting group. Um, they're used to dealing with agents that aren't growing. Now that you guys are really committed to growth, we need to get you to the other underwriting group. I'm like, there's two? <laughs> I'm like, there's a... That sounds ridiculous. I'm like, there's two? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, can we... Well, then let's get in there for sure. So now I feel like we're in the right place. But that was that. that's because we were talking. Yeah. Wow. So they kind of have a whole little room set up uh, just to kind of perpetuate failure? They have That's a, probably strong words, but... They have a whole room set up to perpetuate failing agencies. Interesting. And I don't know if it's a carrier issue or the fact that all these agencies want to be supported even though they're not growth engines. Yeah. So, hey, I don't want technology, but, I don't want to grow, but I need service. Well, let's, let's be honest. I mean... If they're not looking to grow, they don't want to grow, they've, they've done their thing, they're on their way out, they're just you know, riding into the sunset, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But you know, then there's just like us, the next generation that you know, we just kind of... Let me ask this question. How can we help carriers identify, or how can agents and, how can agents and carriers kind of help like, do we need like a, our own little like uh, dating app to figure that out? Like, I mean, because like, it feels like we're not having very good luck at the bar on the, on the weekends finding each other. I think anybody tuning into Agency Nation is going to be attracting carriers. If you're if you're doing, if you're first of all, if you're even watching or reading you on your Sunday morning blogs, if you're doing that, you're exercising a level of discipline that's to them is amazing. Like, whoa, somebody's thinking about insurance on the weekend. So yeah. that's going to affect your behaviors. If you're if you're performing on some level and you can have a conversation, then carrier, you're going to start sorting it out. I mean, the nation will 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 lift all the agents and will unite 
the clans kind of William Wallace style with the carriers, but it's all going to be based on behavior. It has to. I mean, here, here's the thing. These are all stock companies. They all get paid to grow. They do not, I've, I've got a closet full of glass hardware. None of it is for great service. None of it is for profitability. Every piece of glass we ever get is what? Growth. Yeah. And so if we're not doing that thing, then we're not going to get any attention. And if you're growing, guess what? They'll come. The carriers come. Well, yeah. Yeah. So the whole service, like the, the, the customer experience, because it does feel like somebody could hear this and kind of maybe forget that piece. Uh oh Again, because carriers kind of will let you forget about it, too. Yeah. How do you not do that? We've been doing a... Here. We, we haven't been doing a bad, uh, we've been doing as good a job as all our other agencies out there, but I still think that that stinks. Yeah. There is nothing bad about our service, but it was built on how I was taught, which was cost commercial lines and personal lines and process customer requests when they come inbound through phone or email. And what has every agency done? Even sons and daughters, they just do what they were that's not going to work. So our first was shifting inbound away from them and to salespeople, which was which was great. Uh, the next iteration for us is changing the way we service. So um, effective this year, we're getting away from customer service and commercial and personal lines. We just have one line now that's just customer experience, and it's all focused on rather the line of business, but the behavior necessary. So we're focused on two different roles: not commercial and personal, rather relationship and processing. <clears throat> Now you need the technology to do that. Nothing about what we currently have at Sync can do that, which is why we need to build or buy the systems to do it. But what we need are people focused on relationship and what it feels like to be a customer of Zinc. And then we need people focused on the very fast and accurate production of the document that makes the people happy and the thing happen. So we blew up, we're blowing up our whole service model this year. Yeah. That sounds fun. Everyone's a little scared, but um, We've been talking about it for six months. Nobody here is happy with the job we're doing. We're doing a good job. We're not doing a bad job, but nobody thinks we're doing world-class stuff here. And yeah. so um, the problem is service rarely gets the technology it needs to do a good job. So sales, man, they've got Salesforce and they're going like crazy. Marketing has the coolest tools in the world. And then with service, we're like, hey, here's some 1993 technology that works poorly. Um, could, we, could you be exceptional with this, please? No way. Yeah. No way. So now, if you had to, I like to ask this question, if you had to pick a side, information or service, as far as the business that we are in, which one would you lean more towards? Sales. Yeah. Well, here, we're not having insurance conversations anymore. I mean, it's, I think agents are harassing their customers, trying to get them to talk and think about insurance. And the fact is, they just don't, they trust you. They know you've got exceptional products. Let it always be good and let it be there when I want. There are two or three days a year I want to think of or talk about insurance. Be there when it happens, yeah. right? So the information piece of it, I just don't think it's relevant anymore. We have to know our thing. We've got to, we've got to be professionals and be good, but that's not what's driving the, the customer experience. So if you make me choose one, I would say then the service piece of it or the experience piece of it is more important because that is, that's where in those two or three moments, that's when, it, when they reach out to us about the insurance thing. What it feels like is how they're rating us and how they're scoring us. And we score our customers, so we use MPS for the last year. So we really have gotten a good sense of the ebbs and flow of a customer expectation. And we've been able to put those into theme buckets 
and we're watching the number one thing bucket is communication. If we get a bad score, it's always related to communication, either insufficient or ineffective. And so we've got to do better and be better. So now back to the information. So, because it feels like you guys are taking a slightly different approach. The information, though, to like actually bring them in initially, right? Like to, to kind of, it's not necessarily like you said, everyone's got the same stuff, but it's to kind of create that awareness of you are the expert in that thing. Now you're saying that, you got, and again, this is what I'm fascinated with, is that you're kind of leaning, you're kind of putting insurance to the side and saying, listen, we're going to get you on something else, and then we're just going to kind of slowly, we're going to have that relationship yeah. be there first, and then you're just going to maybe assume that we're good at it because uh, you've liked us on something else. That's a data-driven decision. It's just, that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, we can pretend it's not. We can pretend that people are picking up the phone because, you know, I heard you're an exceptional reader and knower of forms. And I'm convinced that that kind of training and expertise right. will be an advantage to me at some point in the future. It's just not happening. They're saying, wow, that's a, that's a brand or a company that's doing things and, we're so, and I generally support and agree with those things. And I, if I interact with them, whatever, the, whatever it is the thing that they're doing, I'm going to use it. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't think of us as an insurance agency anymore. I mean, we're, we're a technology and marketing firm that just, and our product just happens to be insurance, but it could just as easily be anything else. And we would have to be good at it. The product's got to be good. But that is not what drives a business anymore. So a lot of insurance agents who only know how to be insurance agents possibly just might have had like a mini stroke. Well, it's called... Yeah, it's just like a just a slight droop of the lip, but it's not a full yeah. stroke. Yeah. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Well, I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, yeah. you guys talk about the real thing, right? right? So, I I don't. I mean, here, <clears throat> to any customer listening out there, I'll tell them this on the phone. When you want to know insurance, we've got to be really good. Yeah. We've got to have exceptional people that know it, and we've got to have quality product that's going to stand behind whatever it is we told them. But that is just. The thing that we do, the thing that we are, yeah. is an aggregator of customers. So this is interesting. I'd like to I'd like to run an experiment someday. Okay. Um, this like might be the place. <laughs> well, so like there, there would be like an inflection point, right? Like to where you know they're looking for some information, and I guess I guess that relationship is 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 going to be strong <clears throat> enough to a certain extent. But then if somebody else comes in and and gives them that answer on their time without even having to talk to you. And then they're like, oh, hey, should I? I mean, like, they don't—they they probably don't know what that experience is, but, like, I don't know. Like, I've, I, I found this out at 2 in the morning, you know, the answer to my, my question, but I had to wait for Zinc to open up at 9 o'clock or 8.30 or whatever it is on Monday morning. But what do they value most, the information or the access to it? The, well, the access, right? That's the, that's the, so, I, let me, I guess let me qualify. Yeah, the, like, the information has to be in the right place. Totally agree. Right. Total agreement. Yeah. Yeah. We, for every insurance agent that just had a mini stroke, yeah. we have to be here, we have to do those things, we have to know those things, we have to provide the information. But what we're being scored on, and I know because we're scoring them, right. is how fast, how accurate, and how affordable things are. That's it. Fast, accurate, and affordable. Those are the things because we've been scoring now for 18 months -ish. Accurate, accurate. Accuracy is in terms <clears throat> of just rates? Or? Um, I need the thing. And my expectation is that thing will be delivered as I need it to the place or the destination that it needs to be to do that thing. That accuracy part of it, we screw up a lot. We screw up mortgagees, we screw up loans, we screw up all that stuff. 
um, the accuracy piece of it is a big scoring factor. They're like, listen, I told you to do the thing and you didn't do the thing. I like you, I love your brand, I even like the price, but the thing is super important and you're not accurate in doing the thing. So when you say a scope with mortgage, like just like the time that it needs to be completed or? Who it needs to get to or, and, and believe me, there's other people involved in the screw up, but who's rated on it? Us. Yeah. You know, if you're tracking your customer's opinion of you and the one time they interact with you is a mortgagee change and you do the thing, you send it through and the mortgage company screws it up six times and they keep getting the notice, you are being scored on the accuracy of that delivery and you only get one chance to take the test. Yeah. And what we're saying is that's a really harsh measurement. That's a really tough measurement to judge everything we're doing based on one interaction a year. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but that's kind of like what that is. That's like our job, though. That's our job. Yeah. Yeah. So all the things around the delivery piece of it and making all the things happen in the way the customer wants it to happen so that it feels the right way is elevating in importance. You can argue, I mean, if you're in Shuville, Ohio, and, and your job is to open up on Saturday and, and do the policy thing, there's still... There's still space for that, but it's it's shrinking, not growing. Yeah. I mean, if you were investing a dollar, I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of unnatural things happening in insurance. There's private equity money that expect things out of it that these, these things were never designed to do. There are stock-driven companies that have performance expectations based on shareholder interest, not even on insurance. It's an unnatural force that exerts itself on our industry. We have all these unnatural forces coming in and pressuring our industry to be and do something that it's not. If you ignore that, then you're, you're ignoring Wall Street, you're ignoring all of those things that are happening. And so we have to perform within the rules and the rules are changing. Yeah, that's I think the hardest part for people to kind of wrap their head around. Yeah, I, it, it's been hard for me. I'm like, if Agency Nation had a demographic, I'm at the top end of it. So like, I'm at the old... I don't know about that. Well, 46. You know, I see a lot of 30-year-old people wake up and high-vibe each other for getting up at 5 a.m. And it's like, so I'm definitely getting to be the old curmudgeon side of that. But it is changing. And I, I think if we don't change, then we're going to get dinosaured. And we probably deserve it. Well, so I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I like... My view is that like those, they're just kind of going to slowly drift away, and then the few, the, the ones that are paying attention, and we're just going to be the ones that, as long as we have the ability, scale, technology to hold that capacity, we're just going to have the ability to to grab that business that just isn't being serviced. I hope so. Uh, rules currently being what they are, I would say that's a fair business plan. Well, I mean, meaning, or just having the. Uh, Awareness to know that the rules can change and being okay with whatever they change to. Yeah, which I think, uh, which I love the piece you did with the O'Neill Agency about culture. It's like, yeah. there are people that like change, and that's good because when it happens, they're not going to be upset about it. There's people that um, there's people that want change, yeah. um, and so they're geared up in that. And then there's organizations, I think, like Agency Nation, um, agents that need change because they're betting on the come. And they're saying, listen, I'm going to develop new skills, new capabilities. I'm going to, I'm going to build business models around the come. Yeah. And they need change. And, I mean, that's Zinc needs change. We need our carriers to start behaving differently. We need technology vendors to start working with us, not against us. We need it. I, I, I like it. I want it. That's nice. But that's a lot of people. Agency Nation folks need it. Well, so here's the interesting thing, right? Like, if we all kind of think that we need it and or want it, there's nothing stopping both of us from deciding what it's going to be together? I would say I'm working as hard as I can every day to do that. 